are, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Happy Monday to you on what will hopefully be a short week for you and yours. My name is Nick. There is Big J right over there. It's the 25th day of November 2019. Thanksgiving week, if you will. Today on the show, we will lay out for you the 12 guitars of Xmas, ladies and gentlemen. It is a contest that will begin uh, one week from today. An opportunity for you to win one of the 12 autographed guitars that we have in stock. It is the largest collection of autographed guitars in the state of Idaho, Big J. Second place isn't even close. And the cool thing about the 12 guitars is you get to pick which one you want. So if you win early, we're going to give away three guitars every single Friday until the end of the year beginning next week. And you get to pick yours. We'll give you more details on the guitars that are signed and all the stuff on how you're going to be able to win coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. We have contests to do to give away tickets to things that are upcoming here in the Treasure Valley, which we're excited about. And we also have to give you a influx of information in important stuff. As we put a bow on the all-cash $25,000 double dare, a lot of money was given away, Big J, over the last month and a half. How much? Uh, I, I, we're really close to the, to the actual limit. I know that. We're at like $25,000. To the limit! So uh, I think if we would have given away the $200 on Monday, it would have been $25,000 and $100. So Great. yeah, we dropped the ball. Uh, but it was a... Uh, how was the weekend, Big J? Uh, it was awful. How are you, man? It was not the best weekend, uh, so hopefully that doesn't bode well for the short week. And uh, you know, luckily most of the work around here is done at least. And I'm looking to put the the finishing touches on that today, so that's good. X Rock of the '90s weekend coming up this weekend, beginning on Thursday. Uh, four solid days of nothing but '90s tunes here on the radio station. So hopefully you get to enjoy that. It is a Turkey Day tradition. Yeah, we'll get up and we'll get into my other problems and man up. All right, it's all on the way. We might as well get started with important stuff. It's the news. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I get the feeling you don't feel this way, but a majority of Americans feel the holidays are stressful. Do you feel stressed around the holidays? No. Yeah, I didn't think you would. I mean, uh, you know, most of your stuff is already done. You don't have to do a whole lot of stuff. There's not a lot of travel that needs to be done. Most of your family is here around you. So you get to kind of just relax and enjoy it, right? Generally, sure. I mean, I do most of the cooking. Right. but and, and also, the key to this, I believe, probably, is you getting along with a lot of your family and in-laws. Right? Yeah, yeah. We don't have a lot of the situations that you find in a lot of, uh, you know, like holiday comedies. Right. Let's put it that way. Right. But if, for some people, the holidays can drive people to drink. And festive gatherings go, okay, which, which alcohol am I going to choose from? So what do you do if you prefer to avoid alcohol as a coping mechanism? That's where people start to come in and give you an idea of how to combat stress without grabbing for that drink. And the suggestion is, get everybody out of the living room and do something active together. Uh, Dr. Indra Kamini is an addiction specialist, a la Dr. Drew Vigjian. And she said it's important to realize that it's not necessary to consume alcohol in order to have a great time. It's important to learn for kids as well. So, if you're upfront about your preferences... Like telling your your relatives before you see them that you don't plan to drink or plan to hold a, a mocktail, if you will, to avoid pressure and questions if that's more your style. But above all, prep early. You know, if you're stressed throughout the holiday season and you know it, take some steps before to mitigate that stress and make sure it's not as bad as it has been in years past. Holidays should not be stressful. They should be a good time with family and you should enjoy them. 
That or turn it into a Festivus, right? Yeah. Airing of the Grievances, Feats of Strength. Feats of Strength. I would lose. Well, right now, it's only because of your back. Road to the Mount West Championship will go through Boise, Idaho for the third straight year. 56-21 blowout win over Utah State on Saturday, and the game wasn't even that close. The Broncos will host the championship game on December the 7th after they clinch the Mountain Division title for the third consecutive weekend. Who will they play? Hawaii, Big J. I, I hate that. Why? Well, because we played it once already. It just makes me nervous. I mean, gotcha. we did this uh, last year, right? It did not work out right. Uh, well, no, they won last year, didn't they? No. Did they, the cha- they didn't win the championship last year? I don't year? think they won last year. Uh, Fresno State won on the blue. And so uh, Hawaii ga- grabbed a 14-11 to victory over San Diego State on Saturday. Well, either way, uh, San Diego State has had anything, has had our number two, you know? Either way, it wasn't a favorable matchup for the Broncos. So uh, it was a big win for the Broncos, and so we got ourselves a championship game here on the Blue. 49ers destroyed the Packers last night on Sunday Night Football. Titans big over the Jaguars. Patriots uh, beat the Cowboys in a rain-soaked game in New England. Buccaneers big over the Falcons. Bills over the Broncos. Bears over the Giants. Steelers over the Bengals. Browns over the Dolphins big. Saints over the Panthers. Jets over the Raiders. That was probably the big upset of the weekend. Seahawks took care of the Eagles pretty handily. And the Redskins upset the Lions as well yesterday. We got Ravens-Rams tonight on Monday Night Football on ESPN. I got a lot riding on this game. Yep, you do. Uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, I just keep it under 20 for your three players, and we're good. Frozen 2 was the number one movie at the box office this weekend, and it wasn't even close, man. $127 million. In the opening weekend, six years after the first Frozen movie set the box office on fire, opener sets a record for an animated film released outside of summer. The first Frozen opened up over Thanksgiving. It snagged $93 million in five days and then 67 over the three-day weekend. But Frozen 2 earned $350 million worldwide. Not sure if it'll match or exceed the $1.28 billion worldwide box office of the original, but it was a pretty good weekend domestically for Frozen 2 and Disney. Last week's box office winner, Ford v. Ferrari. Second place, $16 million, and nobody cared about A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, starring Tom Hanks. It opened up in third place with just $13 million this weekend. So, not a hit. But well, I don't it's a think good movie. anybody expected it to be it. Well, they wanted. I mean, I don't think you release a movie uh, in the theaters hoping for it to just not to underwhelm. You want it to make money. Well, not every movie is going to make twenty five million in no, its opening but weekend. You know, they thought Tom Hanks is enough to carry it to a twenty million dollar weekend. That's what they expected. Uh, they knew Frozen was going to do well. They wanted Tom Hanks to pull in twenty, but it just wasn't meant to be. So. We'll see. I'm sure it'll make okay money and do okay on, on... I mean, it's one of those movies that is, you know, where you go, okay, do I need to see this in the theater? And while it's very good and you should see it in the theater, I can understand the hesitation where you would go, okay, yeah. am I missing something if I see it on the big screen? Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got ourselves a little bit of Send News action, plus Big J's got some man up for you. Let's take a look at your traffic this morning. <laughs> Man Up Mondays on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, so uh, over the weekend, I, I felt like hot garbage. And uh, on top of that, I took from my family nothing but ridicule. Uh, as uh, I, I, you know, listen, I refuse to get a flu vaccination, Nick. And um, Yes, we talked about this. There's a reason for that. And, and it, I know every uh, medical profession that we, professional we've ever talked to says this isn't the case. Says that if you, take, if you get a, a flu shot, you won't get sick. 
But I did. The last time I took a flu shot, I got the flu. I'm not joking about it. It was real. It was awful. It was miserable. So I've been a staunch anti-flu vaccination guy and uh but now they just ridicule me as i get older uh I, you know i got the back issue going on i got some other stuff i don't know if it's a head cold but all weekend i felt cold when you see me under a blanket what's going on yeah you run hot yeah so uh i felt like i had a fever but i didn't it was a normal temperature but i was still covered in blankets and all i got heard was about how i had the flu and uh, it got to a point yesterday afternoon where i told the wife i'm like listen enough's enough or i'm gonna lose it and i don't know what's gonna happen okay so i've decided at some point i will have to take a flu vaccination just because as you get older you get more susceptible to it yeah you'll die uh so maybe maybe when brady retires (laughs) i think that's a good goal to set wow i mean i don't think anybody's ever attached a flu vaccination to tom brady that's right and i'm doing it so when he when he retires it could be next year or as he says he wants to go to 46 now now how does that attach itself in your mind to your flu vaccination like because Tom Brady's finally hanging it up now, it's it makes you feel older, and so you feel yeah. like you need to get a flu vaccination. Yeah, because we're roughly the same age. Okay, all right, and you've both done equal amounts of good with your lives. I, I would think so. And yeah, the equal amount of success. I mean, I don't have the NFL championships, but I've got other, you know, I've got other, you know, relatively. You've got awards. Yeah, awards and and um, successes mm-hmm. that I can hang my hat on. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You're both. Is I'm a champion of radio here locally. I would like to think <laughs> several times over. So, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tow my boat to that one. Okay. And have you told the missus this yet? Uh, I, th- I, th- I may have, but I may have been delirious. It could have been a fever sweat. dream. Yeah, fever dream. Because <laughs> what happened was last night, uh, I started to sweat profusely for no apparent reason. Like I, a fever was breaking. Yeah, she she might be right. You might have had the flu, but I don't have like a twenty four hour flu. But I don't throw up. Nothing. I yeah, got no, no other problems. I mean, there's different strains and different things. I mean, right. flu is body aches, fever, chills, and, and and you're supposed to be my partner. You're supposed to have my back. Well, not, I, not play along with my family. You may not have had the stomach flu. The flu doesn't always necessarily mean uh, a, a a puking thing. And oh, by the way, there is no vaccination for the stomach flu. If there's a stomach thing going around and you got sick from the flu vaccination and you were puking everywhere, that might have been a different thing altogether than what you actually got vaccinated. No, no, it was a real flu. Okay, okay. I, I take your word for it. But uh, either way, you're attaching it to Thomas Brady and when he hangs it up. So if, if this year in the offseason Tom Brady says, that's it, it was a good run, I'm done, then next winter you'll get the flu shot. Yeah. And then for the rest of your days? Yeah. Okay, all right. Mark my words. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Your famous last words. Your famous last words. <laughs> uh, yeah. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That's Bad Up Mondays. Important stuff. Up morning after with Nick and Big J. Thanksgiving just a few short days away, and maybe, just maybe, in your itinerary coming up for later on this week is some travel. You know, going to visit some family, having some fun, enjoying life on the road for the holidays. And in case you wanted to bring Thanksgiving dinner with you, the TSA says it is totally okay and absolutely fine to put a fully cooked turkey in your carry-on bag. What? TSA posted about turkey on their website, also noting that it's fine to take stuffing pies, seasonings, even marshmallows in your carry-on luggage. However, things like canned pumpkin, canned cranberry sauce, bottles of wine, and jarred gravy will only be allowed in your checked luggage. Listen, jarred gravy shouldn't be even where... 
close to what you're doing for Thanksgiving dinner. Jesus! The agency also recommends packing desserts in cranberry sauce and dry ice to keep them cool. And adds they expect to see about 26.8 million air passengers and crew members flying between Friday and Monday of this week. I want to meet the person who takes a whole turkey with them on a plane. I Yeah, I don't want them sitting by me, though. That's okay? <laughs> it's okay, dude. I mean... Turkeys are big, first of all. I don't know what carry-on luggage that's going to fit in. And then, I mean, it's just... I mean, there's no way that works out okay, right? Yeah, you got that... You got, like, a heat bag on that thing? Or, <laughs> like, some sort of thing to keep it cool? I, do, I don't know. I Why don't would know. you ever think, you know what? I need to travel with my turkey. I, I can't I can't come up with a reason. They're any, joking. They're making a joke. Here. Really, any food. I mean, like, I get sometimes, like, carrying on something onto a plane because you're hungry or yeah, whatever. Yeah, breakfast burrito. Right. Or, like, uh, maybe grabbing some, bringing some wine from home. That I can understand where you're like, hey, listen, I've got a really great bottle that I want to bring for the holidays. That I get. Things I don't get, perishable food you would want to carry on anywhere. <laughs> you know? That's for yeah. a meal. It seems like, why, like, just throw some damn stovetop on. Don't bring your stuffing from home, dude. Yeah, help? or when you get to wherever you're going, you know. Right, make the turkey there. I mean, because it's weird. Then the turkey's been in all sorts of airports. God knows. I never travel at. without my homemade turkey. Weirdos. Weirdos. Boise State is going to host the Mountain West Championship game for the third consecutive year. They beat Utah State pretty easily, 56-21 on Saturday night. Broncos clinched the division title for the third straight year, and they'll be facing Hawaii on December 7th on the blue. You can grab your tickets for that now. So let's see what ends up happening. Uh, looks like what, Big J? We're looking at the Las Vegas Bowl kind of, right? If it ends up well, I mean, a even if Cincinnati wins or Memphis wins, uh, they're going to have a notable win against somebody who's ranked higher than the yeah. Broncos. Yeah, I think. So uh, it's, um, uh, you know, I mean, and that's their conference championship game, right? Correct. Yeah, we're screwed. Yeah, I think I think the ceiling for this Broncos team is, is Las Vegas again. Um, and that's just the way that it is. Schedule was not agreeable with the Broncos this year. The loss to BYU did not help. Obviously. Yeah, if they hadn't if they hadn't lost to BYU, this would not be this would be no brainer. Right, but I still think like even if the Broncos were undefeated, I don't see them any higher than fifteen. I mean, they're just they just haven't played anybody, and you know they don't give any respect to the schedule unless. There's well, somebody the Mountain the West was a little bit better this year, um, and, and passed in some of their non conference play. They beat a bunch of Pac twelve teams, but that's not exactly uh, something you can raise your flag on either. No, no. But that uh, Mid American Conference isn't that great either. Well, yeah, but they've had more teams ranked than the Mountain West Conference has throughout the year, easily, and it's not even close. San Francisco, uh, Tennessee, New England, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, New Orleans, the Jets, Seahawks, and Redskins, all winners in the NFL yesterday. Ravens and Rams tonight on Monday Night Football. Frank Gore is now on third place in the NFL's career rushing list. He passed Barry Sanders yesterday in the Bills' 20-3 win over the Broncos. Gore is in his 15th season. He has uh, 15,289 rushing career yards now. Now, the all-time leader is Emmett Smith. Gore's not going to come anywhere near that. Smith still has 3,000 yards on Gore. And Peyton is in second place with a little over 1,500 yards. I don't think Gore's going to get there either. But he'll solidify himself as the third leading rusher in NFL history. Um, and just one of those guys that just got it done. You know what I mean? I don't think he was ever considered to be like top tier running back in right. the NFL but just a workhorse that got done what you needed to get done and was there every Sunday and put up yards and just got the job done so congratulations to uh, to Frank Gore 
the journeyman is now number three in the NFL. Stephen Colbert had Daniel Craig on last week, and he asked if he was done playing James Bond, and Craig said, yep. He goes, it's done. And so uh, Stephen Colbert asked him, what's next? And Daniel Craig said, I think Guinness. Just Guinness. Maybe some solids occasionally. But, Big J, where would you, the Bond expert, rank Daniel Craig in the Bond echelon? Yeah, I'd I'd put him two against uh, Sean Connery. So Sean Connery one, Daniel Craig two. Yep. Who's three? Dalton? Timothy Dalton. Okay. And then, uh, and then Roger Moore. Okay. I mean, George Lazenberry was good too. It's tough, man, for me because uh, I, I judge it based on you know who was closest to Ian Fleming's Bond in the books, and the the Bond in Ian Fleming's books was a tough, cranky guy. That's Dalton, though, right? I yeah, mean, Dalton... yeah, yeah. But he only had a couple shots at it. And right. <laughs> listen, uh, the, um, the his second movie uh, was was really bad. Is that Moonraker? No, no, no. Moonraker is is uh, more. That's more. It was in the eighties. License to Kill was that that second gotcha. Dalton movie. Gotcha. So it was real bad. So I knock him down a peg for that. But uh, but Daniel Craig was, is pretty close to that as well. And the toughness factor, especially with Casino Royale. I mean, that scene was was pretty badass. The battery scene. Uh, the slapping of his, you know, what's it's. Yep. Uh, so does Brosnan bring up the rear for you? Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah, had a Lazenby, only though he had one shot. I mean, he was good, but only one shot. Yeah, I liked Lazenby. Okay, though. so All I right. mean, I, I might not be some people. We could probably debate that one. But between Lazenby and Brosnan being the worst, yeah. Okay. All right. I wouldn't say worst. I'd say at the bottom. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. There's a best and worst, right? No, no, no not when it comes to Bond. <laughs> there's a best, better, and the best, best. All right. Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. We got ourselves. We're going to hell action for you. Going to hell. Where the hell is the switch? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Aurora, Illinois is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. And let me put you in a hypothetical situation, Big J. Let's say you're completing your honeydew list, right? Yeah. So you find yourself outside, and one of the things the wife wants you to do is listen. The the uh, and listen again. This is hypothetical. Lord knows this would never actually happen, but. Uh, the wife says, Big J, please, I've been asking you for like six months, could you paint the outside of the house finally? Oh boy, that's a big project. And you say, yes, okay, sure, I'll get started on it this weekend. So, it's 3.30 in the afternoon, you're uh, up on a ladder, you are painting your house, right Big J? Yeah. As men and people sometimes do. And all of a sudden you're on the ladder, and you feel just a huge, sharp pain in your knee. And you're like, oh god, what's happening? What is going on? That's weird. I've been shot. You look down, not shot from a gun, but you do see a fairly large arrow protruding out of your knee. Oh my god. You've been you've been shot with an arrow. The uh, obviously you ask for help because you need help getting down. You're I'm lucky I didn't fall down. You're, yes, you're bleeding profusely from your leg. Victim had to be taken to the hospital with non-threatening injuries, and that's, of course, when police go on the scene and go, okay, uh, where the hell did this arrow come from, right? Uh, And that is when they run into 25-year-old Daniel Sormaneski. He is a neighbor in the area and lives right across the street from the victim. And he told officers that he was in his backyard trying to practice shooting a fake deer. And it was the first time he'd ever used a bow and arrow. And he told police that one of the arrows missed the target badly, and he lost track of it. The good news? We found it. 
Yeah. We know where the arrow it's is. It's in Ted's knee. <laughs> it's right in his damn leg. The uh, the the uh, assailant ended up said he packed his packed up the bow and target and put him back in his garage before officers arrived at the scene. Uh, so he was trying to hide something too, right? Clearly, a little bit there. Yeah. I mean, you knew you like had, he knew he did something. Well, right. I'm I'm guessing you know if if you hit your neighbor, right? You live across the street from somebody. I don't know much, but if you're outside and your neighbor's outside. And you shoot an arrow, and probably three seconds later, I'm guessing the guy screamed, right? He probably yeah. went, ha! And you probably go, oh, bleep. That's where my arrow is. I better pack up the evidence and get this stuff out of here just in case somebody comes around. So I'm not exactly sure. I mean, maybe they, they saw the direction the arrow was coming from and did some canvassing. But he was charged with reckless conduct, a Class A misdemeanor. The... Guy with the damn arrow in his leg's gonna be okay. Daniel needs to take a bow and arrow class. For sure. And I'm not sure either. Like, I mean, I guess if you've got practice, but I definitely you're setting up your targets where there aren't any people, right? Yeah. That's how it should be. Well, I mean, I would think with um, with an arrow, you're not you don't have the same concerns generally you would have with firearms. But no, but still, if one goes awry, you don't want it to go towards the neighbor's house, right? Yeah, you don't. And if you are in an area that probably isn't you know ideal for that, you may want to figure out another place to practice your bow and arrow usage. You ever fire a bow and arrow, Big J? Oh, of course. Like Rambo style. How good are you at it? Um, it's okay. You all right? I did it in Boy Scouts and stuff. And I remember doing some of it in, like, gym class in high school. One of my sister's boyfriends, back when I was younger, uh, was a archery hunter. Ooh. So. Yeah, stepfather, too. Bonding, little bonding. We go, we go, go bow hunting. <laughs> little bonding time with uh, with that guy. But no confirmed kills out of you? No, I didn't go hunting. Oh, okay. I also didn't shoot anybody in the knee. Yet. Morning after with Nick at Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Information how you could win some very cool things on the X over the next couple weeks next on the X Rocks. That is the Foo Fighters. That is my hero here on 100.3, the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick at Big J. And if you would like to be somebody's holiday hero, you have got an opportunity to play along with us and score some pretty cool things with a little contest that begins one week from today called the 12 Guitars of Xmas. It is a yearly tradition around here. Over the course of a calendar year, we collect a bunch of guitars from bands that have come through town or bands that just have uh, wanted to be a part of this particular thing. And we have got 12 autographed guitars from some of the bands that are the biggest bands in rock, period. And you have an opportunity to win some of these guitars because four times a day, beginning on Monday, we're going to play a little thing called the Hallmark Holiday Hustle. And it will be an opportunity for you to qualify <laughs> for the 12 Guitars of Xmas. Basically, you want to listen uh, over the course of the entire day for your chance to qualify. And we'll give you the name of a movie, a holiday-esque movie. And some of those titles are going to be real Hallmark Holiday movies. And some of those titles are going to be movies that we completely made up off the top of our head. And if you get it correct, you are officially qualified for the 12 Guitars of Xmas. And then Friday, every single Friday in December, Randy is going to select three grand prize winners. And those three people will get to pick the autographed guitar of their choice from the 12 that are there. Obviously, those numbers dwindle as the contest goes on. 
So you want to get in early and you want to get a chance to qualify and you want to pick those chances early so that you definitely get the guitar that you would like until we give away all 12 guitars of Xmas by the time the month of December expires. And the good news is once you're in for the contest, you are in for the entire contest. You don't have to qualify a bunch. You can't increase your chances. Once you're in, you're in. And even if you don't win that first week, you can still win the last week of the 12 guitars of Xmas, if that makes sense. Big J, rattle off some of the guitars that we have signed for the contest. Yeah, uh, Godsmack, Shine Down, Papa Roach, Ghost, A Day to Remember. Star set, nothing more. Beartooth, asking Alexandria, I prevail, and People Mover, and Mark Morton from Lamb of God. So those are your twelve guitars of Xmas this year. We're going to be posting pictures up on xrock.com a little bit later on this week. Uh, your opportunity to kind of get an eye on them. We'll also put them on our Facebook page as well so you know exactly what the guitars look like, which ones you're going to win, and some great ones that are up for grabs this year for the 12 Guitars of Xmas. And, of course, has a couple of sponsors, Big J. Who's helping us put it all together this particular year? Our friends uh, in Pond One Music Corner on Maple Grove and Overland. Uh, they got the new and used gear arriving daily, so just in time for the holidays. And uh, Dick Stereo on Fairview. And so, uh, thank you to those for making the 12 Guitars of Xmas happen. It will begin a week from today. It'll start right around this time. We're going to play 7.50 every weekday. Uh, and then Jason Drew's going to play at 11.50. And Adam's going to play at 5.50. And then Randy's going to play at 8.50 every night. So you have four chances every single weekday to qualify for the 12 Guitars of Xmas. Uh, we are going to give those things away. And it's going to be awesome. Keep your eye on the web. Keep your eye on the prize for you to win those guitars. The web? The web! So you can see the guitars. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Social media plays a pretty big part in real life now. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yep, agree. Especially when it comes to your job. And there's a new study out there that found that 33% of people say they know somebody whose employer fires employees based on social media conduct. Do you know anybody that's ever been fired because of social media stuff? Um, personally, no, I don't think so. Just the national stuff. 40, James Gunn. 40% said their own company is strict about their social media usage outside of work. Still, 33% say they are in favor of employers conducting social media screenings. How do you feel about that, Big Jim? Mm. I think it sucks. 10% say they've surrendered personal social media information to an employer during the hiring process. Part of the issue is there's no real standard currently on what behavior or post should be deemed too inappropriate by potential employers. And yet, social media has enabled employers to have more accountability over applicants. So the question becomes, should a person make their social media very private and maintain their online freedom, or do they just carefully watch what they post for the sake of potentially attracting an employer or offending their current employer, Big J? Where do you stand? Uh, well... It sucks because you can't say the stuff you want to say for fear of retribution like this. Well, I mean, here's, here's I guess the real question is, if there is something you really want to say that is scared that you're going to get fired because you say it, should you say it anyway? Well, it could be an opinion that's not shared by everybody. Right, but I mean, like, so, you know, is I, that, other than it being a completely inoffensive racist or xenophobic or homophobic, is there an opinion that's there that would get you fired? Sure, well, sure, depending on what job you do and um, and who you piss off and how much pressure they can bring it upon 
Well, yeah, but I, I believe that that's, that's also anything that's done with real, honest social interaction as well. Like, you know if you work for a particular company that has some sort of political belief and you have a differentiating political belief, whether you say it on social media or you say it to your boss, odds are you probably get fired for disagreeing with the company policy, right? Pretty much, yeah. So, I mean, anything you wouldn't say to your boss in person probably is something that you wouldn't want online. And listen, nobody's stopping you from making these things. Just know that there are consequences for some of the dumb opinions you may have. And as long as you're okay with that, I guess you're going to be all right. But, you know, just be careful. <laughs> it's like anything, man. You got to be careful what you say and what you do. And if you if you mind your P's and Q's, you're going to be okay. It's just like this gig. Sure, we want to swear sometimes, but if we do, we get in trouble, right? Yep. So we don't do it. Otherwise, things would get bad. And we don't want them to get bad, right? Exactly. So is it any different than social media? Yeah. How so? I don't know. Okay. It just is. Uh, how do you think the Broncos are going to do against Hawaii in the uh, championship game, Big J? I think they'll win. Uh, good, me too. As the Broncos got a nice blowout victory over Utah State on Saturday, they clinched the Mountain Division title for the third straight year. So they're going to host the Rainbow Warriors on the blue on December 7th, second trip to Hawaii or for Hawaii to the blue this season. The uh, Warriors ended up beating San Diego State 14-11 to on Saturday. I didn't even watch the game. How the hell did they get 11 points? Was it a two-point conversion and a field goal? Uh, I didn't get to watch much of it either. San Francisco, Tennessee, New England, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Saints, Jets, Seahawks, and Washington. All winners yesterday. Big J, your game of the weekend when it comes to the NFL? Oh, yeah, last night. Yeah? The just the destruction yeah, was of, I mean, the Niners are my team, so it's good to see that defense. But uh, obviously, the Cowboys-Patriots game had a lot of eyes on it. Yeah. Uh, boy, man, the weather was real bad. It was. It's hard. It's tough to get anything going in a game like that. Uh, the Saints-Panthers uh, game was fun to watch as well, at least of the early slate. Ravens-Rams tonight on Monday Night Football on ESPN if you'd like to watch it. Everybody is a buzz, Big J, because of Bob Iger's uh, brand new book that dropped late this fall. It, it is now making headlines because people are starting to read it. And one of the things they found in that book was the fact that George Lucas did not like any of J.J. Abrams' takes on the franchise. Of course, J.J., the man behind The Force Awakens, the first film of the franchise to be released following Disney's $4.3 billion purchase of Lucasfilm. And Iger wrote that after Lucas saw the film, quote, he didn't hide his disappointment. George Lucas said there was nothing new there. In each one of the films in the original trilogy, it was important for him to present new worlds, new stories, new characters, new technologies. He said in this one, quote, there wasn't enough visual or technical leaps forward to make him care. Uh, well, it, well, he could shut up because it looked great. It didn't look like a, a CGI crap fest that he put out for three films. In his uh, new interview with Rolling Stone ahead of the release of the new uh, Star Wars and the Rise of the Skywalker, Abrams said, quote, he only has gratitude for Lucas and the work that he did. He adds that the pair remained friends and that he consulted him before beginning the production of the Rise of the Skywalker. And uh, George Lucas also has his hands pretty deep, according to Favreau anyway, in the Mandalorian series. Uh, he was hired as a consultant for that as well, and so has uh, apparently, according to John anyway, uh, led him down a couple of paths with some storytelling stuff. So in many ways, The Mandalorian is uh, another story that George Lucas wanted to tell, which could be why the midi-chlorians made a return. 
because uh, they pretty much were forgotten about in every other <laughs> version of the Star Wars universe up until very, very recently. So, of course, we've got The Rise of Skywalker coming out on December 20th. That, of course, uh, with J.J. Uh, Helms at the wheel. J.J. Helms. J.J. Abrams at the helm uh, doing things for the Star Wars universe. It will be the last movie he is involved with as well. He has gone on the record as stating. And so we'll see. But you're right. I mean, you know, you obviously have to take into account some of the things that George Lucas says, right? Because he is the father of this franchise. But also, he is the man that almost single-handedly destroyed it, too. So you have to maybe just like a lot of nodding and smiling and then going, all right, old man, winner, we're going to do what we're going to do here anyway. Yeah. Just to kind of make it our own little thing, because when you were trusted with the franchise, things did not go well, i.e. prequels. So... It's okay if you want to take him along for the ride, but as long as he doesn't get his hands too deep into it, I think we're going to be okay. Right? Right. So, good. I'm still excited for Rise of the Skywalker, despite the fact that George Lucas consulted on it. You as well? Well, yeah, he consulted on the uh, the last one. The, the last, or, or the first J.J. Abram, Force Awakens. Hey, he consulted on all of them, so I'm yeah. saying. He's, he's a big part of it, the thing still, but he just doesn't like some of them, I guess. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got ourselves a little bit of Pop Culture Smackdown. Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and for grabs here, tickets to the Breakdown Ball 2019 Volume 2. What's happening at the Knitting Factory coming up uh, this Saturday, actually. A great lineup of bands, uh, including uh, one from uh, Spokane and some uh, locally here, of course. It's going to be fantastic. We'll get you set up with that if you can beat Nick here at Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003 as Pop Culture Smackdown returns to its normal time and place. And you have an opportunity to go to a kick-ass show on Saturday. Going to have some of the guys that are big gals that are putting together Breakdown Ball on the show on Wednesday. Uh, good luck to everybody involved. Let's see what we got. Good morning, the X. Oh, that ain't going to work at all. Hello, the X. Kunga. Good morning. What's your name? Oh, hello. Who was that? Say Kunga. Hello, the X. Gunga la gunga. Hey, what up? How you doing, man? Gunga What's your name? Good. David. All right. Good luck, man. Uh, <clears throat> what U.S. city was home to Mile High Stadium? Denver. There you go, right. Denver. Nick, what U.S. state includes a telephone area code 608? Oh, boy. I have to know area codes? Yeah. 608? Uh, what state? Let's see. Phoenix has got 602. San Diego's 619. So it's going to be on the east or the west coast. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Washington. See, I thought you would get this. That's why I put this in here. It's Wisconsin, Wisconsin? man. Wrong. No, How know, many area codes does Wisconsin, Wisconsin have? Wisconsin, I, I know two. It's got 414 and it's got 261. I did not it, know 608. I, I thought it was. I thought there were more. There would be less uh, in Wisconsin because it doesn't seem to be that big of a state. But apparently, that's the area code. And much of uh, covers much of Madison. Uh, all right, congratulations, man. You got yourself tickets to the Breakdown Ball. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're set and good to go for that. Well, There's that's embarrassing for Your everybody. pop culture smackdown. I'm all right with it. Got our, I, I can't know all the area codes. We got ourselves some headlines. That is happening next in the X-Rock. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. 
Headlines brought to you by GoTeamSaveMoney.com. That is the website for Team Mazda Subaru. It is a great place to start your next new or used car adventure. Make sure you do exactly that. Headlines are as follows. Aw, life metaphor and good to know. Uh, good to know. Gift giving is tricky, Big J. Agree or disagree? Yeah. No exact science defining the perfect present for everybody that's on your list, but certain items are more likely to elicit less than enthusiastic reactions on Christmas morning. According to one survey, stay away from things like home decor, socks, and household gadgets. Uh, because those are the most disagreeable gifts. Nearly hell 40% you say? of household gadgets says their least favorite presents fall under the category of food and household items. While 60% say they like household items, they say they usually get the wrong ones or ones that they were never interested in or rarely used to begin with. That's probably on you. Uh, coming in second, clothing as the most disliked overall category. But home decorations definitely top the list of least desirable gifted items. Uh, so what makes the worst gi- what makes these the worst gifts ever? More than 40% of the survey participants says they didn't like them because it was something they'd never used. Apart from practicality, a personal style also plays a role. The second most, po- most popular reason was that the recipients thought the gift was unattractive. So stay away from those things Jeez. as you purchase gifts. Awe or life metaphor? Life metaphor. Dogs can know how to do lots of commands, but it's unlikely your dog will ever learn to drive, at least not well. But residents in Port St. Lucie, Florida, alerted police after a dog apparently knocked a running vehicle into reverse. The dog's owner had left the animal in the car alone, and the dog managed to drive the car in circles for about an hour before police were able to stop it. Luckily, the driving dog did minimal damage, only hitting a mailbox, some garbage cans, and some bricks in front of a home. Well, I probably was scared to death after driving in a circle backwards for an hour. Yeah, no kidding. So be careful. It's nice to keep your dog in an air-conditioned vehicle, but you don't want to, you know, murder the dog. Right. Or the dog murder itself by kicking it into gear. So watch out. I'm wondering how that happens. Like, I mean, it has to be an older car, right? Because most modern cars, you have to have your foot on the brake in order to shift it. Yeah, right. So, uh, unless it's... Or it could have been a manual transmission, I suppose. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, uh, I don't. Yeah, who knows? But that's one thing we learned. The shaggy dog isn't real. How did you Disney learn that? Plus. Right, just shaggy sure. dog to drive. Wrap it up with awe. And this is a headlines follow-up. Back in 2016, Wanda Dench accidentally texted Jamal Hinton. Thinking she she was thinking that he she was talking to her grandson. If you remember this story, they ended up exchanging selfies as they tried to figure out who exactly they were talking to, and then Dench ended up inviting this guy to Thanksgiving dinner with her family. That was the story back in the day. Well, here we are three years later. They both enjoyed the experience so much that he spent every subsequent Thanksgiving at her home. Each year he posts selfies of the two together, every time they go massively viral. His post from last year racked up 582,000 retweets and 130,000 likes. Hinton added that he and his girlfriend plan to invite the couple to their house for Thanksgiving this year, so they're switching things up a little bit. Isn't that nice? How sometimes accidents can build relationships, Big J? And those relationships can become uh, friendships throughout the years? And you could spend the holidays with somebody that was just a wrong number? That's what the world's all about. A little positivity out of headlines, right? Right. Until something goes terribly, terribly wrong, and they end up on we're going to hell. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Some bad impressions and more on the way. That is Tool. That is Fear Inoculum here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is not a secret. Big J and I both are very big Star Wars fans. Baby Yoda for life. We like it very much. We enjoy The Mandalorian. We talk about it every Monday when we see each other. The first thing we ask is if we saw it. So good. And then we talk about it. And we are into it. And we have been into it. We've seen now what? I guess we've seen... At least three Star Wars movies together, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll see Rise of the Skywalker together as uh, well. But uh, it is interesting to kind of go back in time and see things. And something was unearthed. If you're a Star Wars fan, you probably want to check it out. See, uh, the year was 1976, right? And nobody knew... 43 years ago. ...anything about Star Wars. This thing was not this huge, gigantic IP that people were interested about or uh, interested in or had a whole bunch of other spinoffs and things like that. It was a brand new story. George Lucas really was only famous from American Graffiti and uh, THX to a lesser contents, but that's a science fiction movie that didn't make a whole lot of money at the box office. And so, 20th Century Fox had to get people interested in it. And, uh, you know, they really weren't sure how it was going to do. And so, in 1976, right around Christmas time, they started putting together commercials for Star Wars, which were basically a minute and a half long trailers that aired on all three major broadcast networks, ABC, NBC, and CBS. And uh, it was supposed to introduce people into this world of Star Wars and get people excited for the movie that was going to come up that summer. And they finally unearthed this original commercial for Star Wars, and they restored it with some footage, and they made it put it out. And it is interesting, to say the least. And it starts off with a very uh, interesting voiceover. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. First of all, wrong, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it happened a long, long, long time ago. The first line in it is a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But okay. (laughs) 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American Graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet, Star Wars. Here they come. The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. Not really either, but okay. So it goes on for like a minute and a half of that and almost shows you the entire movie. Uh, every, I mean, it shows a lot. Every character, but it's also not that entertaining, right? No, man. It looked like, eh, this is, uh, I don't think I'm going to go see this. Now, it's interesting because obviously our attention spans and what interests us are very different in 2019 than what things were back in 1976 and what trailers were. But also... This, by no stretch of the imagination, worked. Um, You know, because when Star Wars first came out, it was not a hit. It took word of mouth and staying uh, in the theater forever and everybody talking about how kick-ass it was once it came out that Star Wars became a hit. Because when it first rolled out in the summer of 1977, 
It opened in 43 theaters. It made just over a million dollars on its opening weekend. It lost to Saturday Night Fever. It lost to Woody Allen movies. I mean, it was not a box office smash until the word of mouth spread and people got an idea of how amazing and kick-ass this story actually was. And then it went on to make over $400 million at the box office. It's all because of word of mouth and eventually opened up and played in 2,000 theaters across the nation later on that year. But it made a bulk of its money later on in the summer, not when it was first released. Yeah. So the trailers didn't work. And this is one of those, obviously, where you you can see like 20th Century Fox was like, okay, how the hell do we explain this or make people want to see it? And they didn't really understand the story or how big it would become or how attached to these characters would be. Because one of the people that's pretty much not featured in the trailer is Han Solo. Harrison Ford pops up like twice, and that's it. It focuses on Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker and more on Chewbacca than anybody else, probably because they wanted to show you, hey, this is something different that you haven't seen in theaters ever before. So if you get a chance, check out the original trailer. It's restored. It's on the internet. You can check it out for yourself and see the full minute and a half thing. But just keep in mind that this aired in between shows on network television and tried to get you interested in the movie Star Wars, which... It didn't actually work, but it's interesting as part of cinema history for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your bad impressions next on the X-Rock. With Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. All right, let's get you another chance here at uh, Breakdown Ball Volume 2 tickets uh, that is happening uh, November 30th. That's a Saturday at the Knitting Factory. Free the Jester from... Spokane coming in, living in false eyes, a dead desire. Of course, our buddy Moroni from Utah. Going to be your faded Leroy Stone Prophet and the Sky Burns Brighter. Uh, Great opportunity for you to help out two wonderful organizations, uh, the Hive and um, Idaho Special Olympics. It's awesome. Up for grabs right now, 208-287-1003 is your phone number. All you have to do is take part in the fun that is Bad Impressions. Big J has three clues. Figure out who he's trying to be from those three clues, and you've got a show you're going to this weekend. That'll make you Thanksgiving weekend. Good morning, The X. How's it going? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Brett. All right, Brett. Good luck. I smoked a big old blunt with Joe Rogan on his podcast, and the internet lost its mind. Okay, next. I'm the co-founder of Tesla and the founder of SpaceX. Gosh, I got his name on my head. I cannot think of it. That's the third one. I threw a rock at my Tesla Cybertruck and the internet lost its mind. <laughs> that last one will not help yeah, you. It will not help you. I mean, I could help you by giving yep, his yep. name. I got, I got nothing. I got his, the guy's name in my head. I can't think of it. Sorry, man. Nothing, man? All right, brother. Well, thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate it, as does Big J. I'm speaking for you, and I apologize to do that, sir. But this is one of those where you probably either know the name or you don't know the name. Yeah, I mean, if you're it, it's somewhat at least see anything pop culture, you can't not miss this. Right? Hello, the X. Hi, are you guys still doing bad impressions? We're trying, sir. Did you hear the clues? Yep. Uh, is it Elon Musk? It is Elon Musk. Congratulations, man. Breakdown Ball 2 tickets are yours. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Why is Elon Musk in the news? So, this is how crazy... Like the world, the finance, and and just you know uh, IPs and things like that go. Uh, when when he did that, uh, the the big Cybertruck reveal, yeah, and uh, you know they they made this thing pr- practically armored, right? That the windows were supposed to, supposed to be armor, and so he threw they threw bricks at it, and it went bad because it shattered. Now it didn't go through, right? But that right there cost Elon Musk seven hundred million dollars. How's because that? Because the stock 
went down 6% after that. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous, right? Well, I mean, you can't, you can't. I mean, come on. You're a public property. You're a publicly traded company. You are putting a, you, you announced a huge new product that you expect investors to make money on. And then the thing that you say is unbreakable <clears throat> literally breaks on your first brick. It makes you look uh, unprepared. But clearly, the, I mean, this is just fresh. It's not like rolling out of the Still. You can't call factory. something you can't call something unbreakable, and then it shatters. On yeah, the first it did not go try. well, and then he swore during the whole thing. I like the dude, but yeah, he's uh, there's some issues there, and they'll figure it out. Plus, I mean, the cyber truck is ugly as bleep. I mean, I can't imagine rolling down the street in that. Sure. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, All we right. said that when the Hummer came out. Yeah, I couldn't imagine rolling it on stream one of those either. I'm but, sure, uh, but for, if you somebody gave you one, you'd drive that thing around. Well, listen, I'd drive anything around if they gave it to me. Right. But the point is, the, pri- the, the, the price tag on that is not going to be something that's in my world anyway. No, it is. No matter what. No is matter what. The price tag is going to be 38 Gs. Yeah, not in my price. Not in my world. Not no. in my world, as previously stated. Morning after. I'll co-sign for you. With Nick and Big J. I do not need that. Coming up in a few minutes, we will wrap up the show. That's next on the X-Rock. Starting out your short week on a Monday with a Jonathan Davis freakout. No! There you go. That's going to wrap up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Monday morning, the 25th day of November. Appreciate you tuning in. Thank you very much for spending time with us. Got a chance to learn that Big J has finally agreed to get a flu shot once. Tom Brady retires from the National Football League. That was quite the revelation. Yeah, weird, right? Did you just come up with that? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I was uh, laying in bed and I was completely covered in blankets and uh, feeling gross when I was watching uh, the Dallas Cowboys and the Patriots game. Okay. So it's something you've been kicking around for a day. I didn't know if it was just off the top of your head. You're like, hey, I'm going to tie this into Tom Brady or if you thought about this for a while. Well, I did tie it in yesterday. Like, you know what? Uh, Because there was a pregame interview with Aaron Andrews and... Tom Brady was talking, you know, he, he isn't sure, but he just wants to make an accomplishment of being there for a long time. Maybe till he's 46 years old, he said. How old is he now? I think he's 43. He's okay. the same age as me, so okay. we're, we're friends in that way. Age friends. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and, of course, we also had a chance to give away some Breakdown Boulevard, uh, excuse me, Breakdown Ball tickets for the concert that's happening on Saturday at the Knitting Factory. And we introduced the world to the 12 Guitars of Xmas, a contest that begins exactly one week from today. Uh, you'll be able to check out the guitars online very, very soon, but listen to win your choice of 12 autographed guitars from some of the biggest names in rock. Reminder, Half Price Friday is coming up again this Friday uh, for Black Friday at xrock.com. You can get $50 to Willow Creek Grilled and Raw Sushi for just 25 bucks. It's right there on the Boise bench. They've got Latin and Asian-influenced American pub fare, and they've been around since 2004. They're open 11 to 10, Monday through Saturday, 11 to eight on sunday so learn to roll like a pro with their sushi classes too so check it out for yourself for half price friday again nine o'clock xrock.com fifty dollars to the willow creek grill and raw sushi for just 25 dollars jason drew's up next we'll see you tomorrow it's the x rocks 100.3 the x